Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Chris, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for the renewal of life. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that, having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, Rejoice to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Today we're going to be reading from Lamentations chapter 2, starting in verse 1. How the Lord in His anger has set the daughter of Zion under a cloud. He has cast down from heaven to earth the splendor of Israel. He has not remembered His footstool in the day of His anger. The Lord has swallowed up without mercy all the inhabitants of Jacob. In his wrath he has broken down the strongholds of the daughter of Judah. He has brought down to the ground in dishonor the kingdom and its rulers. He has cut down in fierce anger all the might of Israel. He has withdrawn from them his right hand in the face of the enemy. He has burned like a flaming fire in Jacob, consuming all around. He has bent his bow like an enemy, with his right hand set like a foe. And he has killed all who were delightful in our eyes, in the tent of the daughter of Zion. He has poured out his fury like fire. The Lord has become like an enemy, 
He has swallowed up Israel. He has swallowed up all its palaces. He has laid in ruins its strongholds. And he has multiplied in the daughter of Judah mourning and lamentation. He has laid waste his booth like a garden, laid in ruins his meeting place. The Lord has made Zion forget festival and Sabbath, and in his fierce indignation has spurned king and priest. The Lord has scorned his altar, disowned his sanctuary. He has delivered into the hand of the enemy the walls of her palaces. They raised a clamor in the house of the Lord as on the day of the festival. The Lord determined to lay in ruins the wall of the daughter of Zion. He stretched out the measuring line. He did not restrain his hand from destroying. He caused rampart and wall to lament. They languished together. Her gates have sunk into the ground. He has ruined and broken her bars. Her king and princes are among the nations. The law is no more, and her prophets find no vision from the Lord. The elders of the daughter of Zion sit on the ground in silence. They have thrown dust on their heads and put on sackcloth. The young women of Jerusalem have bowed down their heads to the ground. My eyes are spent with weeping. My stomach churns. My bile is poured out to the ground because of the destruction of the daughter of my people. Because infants and babies faint in the streets of the city. They cry to their mothers, where is bread and wine? As they faint like a wounded man in the streets of the city, as their life is poured out on their mother's bosom. What can I say for you? To what compare you, O daughter of Jerusalem? What can I liken you, that I may comfort you, O virgin daughter of Zion? For your ruin is vast as the sea. Who can heal you? Your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. They have not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes, but have seen for you oracles that are false and misleading. All who pass along the way clap their hands at you. They hiss and wag their heads at the daughter of Jerusalem. Is this the city that was called the perfection of beauty, the joy of all the earth? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I stopped at verse 15 for sake of time. But here's uh, my reflection from that passage that I was thinking about. I cannot help but notice the anger of the Lord and the intentional punishment poured out on his people. How often I consider the love of God or the truth that God is love over any picture that displays his anger. Maybe my choosing to only reflect on the goodness of God or the display of God's love over his anger is me belittling who God actually is. In Lamentations 2, I cannot ignore the anger of God expressed multiple times as the Lord in his anger, verse 1. The day of his anger, verse 1. In his wrath, verse 2. In fierce anger, verse 3. His fury, verse 4. His fierce indignation, verse 6. As well as a few more instances throughout the chapter. 
The writer of this book is not unaware of the steadfast love of God, of his mercies, or of his faithfulness. We see that in chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. At the same time, he is fully aware of, is face to face with, the consequences of the anger of God toward the rebellion of his people. No one was exempt. No one was above judgment. Everyone was affected. The writer of Lamentations himself was brought from tears to absolute bodily sickness as he witnessed the destruction brought about by God's anger. God is love has so easily been said by me. God is anger? Not so much. Nahum chapter 1 verse 2 says this, The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. Here's the deal. I have sinned and sinned against God. I have rebelled and do rebel against God. Will the anger of the Lord at any moment be poured out on me? This is one of the many reasons that make the good news good news. Because I have sinned and sinned, rebelled and rebel, I absolutely deserve God's wrath. But because of God's great love, I get his grace. Does his wrath for me disappear? Does he choose to love and forget his anger? Not at all. His wrath is always present and his anger always burning. Sin is never delightful for him, never minuscule. Rebellion never overlooked. Prior to Jesus going to the cross, when the sin of the world would be laid on him, when he would bear sin in his body, he prayed to God the Father these words, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And a second time, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. The wrath of God was poured out on Jesus for the sin of the world. My sin and my rebellion have been dealt with. I can rejoice in the God who is both wrathful and loving, who does not overlook my sin, but willingly endures the anger and punishment that my sin deserves. Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 3 speaks of everyone, all mankind, as being children of wrath by nature. All have sinned and are guilty. John three thirty six says that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. We are not only made right with God because of the blood of Jesus, we are saved by him from the wrath of God. Romans chapter 5 verse 9. There is coming a day of wrath, a time of judgment. Does the wrath of God remain on you? Or are you trusting in the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who bore the sin of the world and the wrath of God on our behalf? 1 Thessalonians 5 9 says, God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus. If you are trusting in Jesus, rejoice. Your sins are forgiven and your debt is paid. If you have not turned from your sins and trusted in Jesus, I pray you would consider both his wrath and his love and the display of both of those at the cross. 
thank you, Lord, for bearing our sins in your body on the cross. Thank you that you are holy and you are just. I am deserving of your anger and your wrath. Thank you for not only bearing my sin, but for taking my punishment. Fill me with gratitude. Fill me with awe and cause me to rejoice. Let others hear your invitation to come, to trust in you alone for salvation. Jesus, be exalted and draw all men to yourself. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come.